today we're gonna talk about marriage, dating, all that good stuff. You know the vibes, that's why you're here. But more specifically, we're gonna talk about what you need to do to prepare yourself for a meaningful relationship. And also, if you suffered trauma in your past, how you can work through that, overcome that, so that you could be ready for a meaningful relationship. Oh, we also got a special guest with us today. But before we introduce them, it's time to heat up the tea. I am Shanta Woods. I am a mother of two. I'm a hairstylist. I am a travel agent. My favorite job, other than being a mom and a wife, mm -hmm. is traveling and seeing the world. Oh, yeah. Everything I can mm -hmm. see, everywhere I can go. So, I love it. I, I call it, it all hobbies because I love everything I do and nothing is work. So, awesome. Awesome. That's the goal. So I think we got a couple of questions that we want to ask you. Yes. We're going to start with the first one. All right. Kenya, let's get into it. Well, actually, I actually, I'll, I'll get into it. Just diving deeper more into the mom role because this is more of the who is Shanta Woods. Okay. Um, so just tell us a little bit about like your family, what you got going on, what, uh, what it's looking like now and what you hope for in the future. So, um, my husband, he's an engineer, mm -hmm. and he's a true engineer. Okay. If anyone knows who engineers are, they think different, they operate different, and he's a whole engineer. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, my son is 19. He'll be 20 tomorrow. He's a sophomore as far as being on campus at University of Georgia, but he's actually a junior because he took full advantage of the dual enrollment program awesome and um he plays baseball there and my daughter she's 10 and she is a lady oh uh, she's she a lady hilarious <laughs> so independent like mm -hmm. we always say if she ever do anything and get in trouble it's all her fault because <laughs> wow she's super independent so mm -hmm. yes so I that's my little little family i love it i love it i love it okay okay so we can start to Take another sip, and we're gonna get into our questions that we have for you. All right, so what relationship with advice would you give to young men and women dating now? Dating now, it is different, and I love it. I love the millennials. I love the mindset of the millennials. You guys really strive to be happy. Mm -hmm. It's not about being complacent. It's not about this is what I'm supposed to do because what you're supposed to do is totally defined sometime by the day. Right, right. <laughs> and I think that's good because you really explore life and figure out what works for you. Um, but some relationship advice for the younger generation, I would say, is truly make it your own. Um, communicate, leave open doors for communication, for growth. Agree to disagree respectfully mm -hmm. is very important. 
you're two human human beings, two separate thoughts, two separate backgrounds trying to merge right, and right. you're not going to agree on everything. And that is perfectly fine. I got you. Yeah. But you have to find that moment when it's like, okay, we don't agree. And if it's something like making a decision, like people always say, oh, you don't go to bed mad. Well, some people don't need to talk when they're mad. <laughs> yeah, so right. <laughs> if you know, you know, someone doesn't need to talk when they're mad, give we can hold time. that over until tomorrow. Exactly. Nah, Just yeah. give them time and, and then if you still agree to disagree, you know, just be able to talk it through and get to the point and be like, okay, this is what we're going to do to move forward. Especially if it's something that you have to make a decision on. It's just you. holding in one space is not the answer. Right, so, right. But right. it can't be, well, that person is always the person that gives in. Yeah. So it's all, and just be open. Just be open and honest. Don't be afraid. You know, all conversations are not going to be pleasant. Right, so right. with that, be like, Okay, I know it's been told to me with love. <laughs> I don't like it, but right. okay. So I definitely hear that. I definitely hear that. So what's uh, what do you think's like the difference between you know just kind of dating for you know experience and kind of knowing, trying to get a feel for like what you're like and what you would be like in a more committed relationship? Like for instance, like dating in high school mm-hmm. um, to you know just you know you're having a good time. You're kind of seeing you know, what works with you mm-hmm. and who works with you, like personality wise yes. versus like now you're a little bit older and you've started a job and you've graduated and now you're like, oh, I want to settle down with a person. Um, I think that high school, you know, it depends on what age your parents allow you to date. Some people, middle school, whenever. Right. I think those times are very important because mm-hmm. you do figure out things you do like, you don't like. If you learn a space of compromising with others. I mean, even though you're young, mm-hmm. you have responsibilities at home as a kid, chores, sports, school, whatever you may be doing, and so does your partner. And you still make time for each other. So with those things, as you go through college or, you know, if you go into the military, whatever you decide to do with your life, those things are still going to come up. And if you're not starting that until then, that's a problem. Right. right. So throughout that course, I think you always need to take time between each relationship to just step back and say, what part did I play in this being success, Mm -hmm. successful or failing Mm -hmm. and find the good in it and find more definition of who you are because you're forever growing and don't just become complacent. Well, that's how I always been. Mm -hmm. And if that is how you've always been, that is okay to some degree. But if you strive to change, sometimes you need to look at, well, why am I attracting the same type of people? Mm, Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's good. Sometimes you have to say, it's me. Mm -hmm. And that's hard. Right. That's a mature task to step back and say i may be not necessarily the problem but i may be a good part of why things are not working right right right. there you go yeah Yeah. i like what you said you're always growing always growing that's super important and that kind of ties into you know that self-reflection of like well you know what's the common denominator right Mm -hmm. and it's like well if am i truly growing to the level that I need to be growing if I keep repeating these habits and I keep attracting the same people that aren't working for me. Right. And so I think that moment of clarity and if people can, you know, kind of come to that understanding, they would have a better perspective Mm -hmm. and um, 
and a greater goal to strive for as far as like, okay, maybe there's something in me that I can, you know, strive towards. Mm -hmm. Right. So um, like a popular quote, it's like, be the change that you want to see. And so like in dating, it could be like, you know, try to be the person that you would date. Yes. Right. And so if you can become that person, if you can become that model person, and that goes all the way back to, you know, the Bible, the golden rule, like treat others right, as you would want to be treated, then it, then you make that change internally. Right. And then externally, that's, you know, that's sort of the stuff that you start to attract because you're starting to align with that mm-hmm. within yourself. And so that, that was a great point that you just made there. And to elaborate on that a little bit is setting your expectations. I think that's a huge problem Mm -hmm. because sometimes people get so caught up in what they want and what they want it to look like and what the expectation is. But that person never displayed the qualities to meet those expectations. Mm -hmm. So let's be honest. It's that expectation, an expectation that is obtainable by your partner or is that an expectation that you made within yourself? Right. That's not fair game to the other person. I've never mm-hmm. showed you I can do those things. Right. So, yeah. you know, if it's something we've discussed and that's what I strive to do, mm-hmm. then yes. But you can't just come up and be like, oh, yeah, I, I expect this from you. Right. I never showed you I could do that. Yeah. Who, who, who said that? Yeah. No, that just reminds me of like, so Kenya, ever since I started dating Kenya, we got, she's gotten me into all these reality shows <laughs> yeah. about like um, what's, uh, like, married at first sight yes. and now there's a new one called joe millionaire that's yeah, super interesting that and i just like i like <laughs> watching it and just like just going off commenting yes. about you know just different things because it's just funny to see how people actually act in these different scenarios yes. but yeah it's it's just crazy um oh god i was telling kenya mm-hmm. about just earlier before we started recording about mm-hmm. just being open to things and one of my favorite dating shows was Love is Blind. No, oh, was it Love is Blind? Like yeah, Love is Blind. Mm-hmm. I like that one too. Amazing. Yeah. You did not have an option but to fall in love with the person. Yeah. And I feel like in the world that we live in today, mm-hmm. people miss great people because it's not what they think it looks like. Yeah. Right, right. When that's not important. Because mm-hmm. I can almost assure you it's not going to look like that in 25 years. Right, right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So I just thought that show was just so amazing. If I was single and I had to do dating, mm-hmm. I would want to do it that way. Right. Because you don't have a choice but to get to know the person. Mm-hmm. So You're falling in love with the character of the exactly. person rather than, you know, just the aesthetic. Exactly. Which, like you said, is, is bound to change. Like, Absolutely. It's going to change over time, no matter if you're getting, you know, work done or no matter what the situation is yes. like we're all we're all gonna age we're all not gonna look the same um we could do stuff to make ourselves appear and speaking younger, of work but. being done i think we're at a point of just ridiculous with that. <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah like <laughs> we can agree to that <laughs> truth be told i'm led to believe you don't care we don't. They don't care. I think real men don't care. But, right. Real men that are mm-hmm. that are looking at a wife mm-hmm. and a mother mm-hmm. and my peace, the person that's going to be there, they don't care. Yeah. The one that want to just have fun, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's all it's about. But women, it's superficial. Yeah, yeah it's superficial. Right. Women do so much for other women. Mm-hmm. Like it doesn't matter. Like just make sure your heart is good. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're 
consistent. Make sure you're genuine. And whatever that is and whatever attracts that, just be that. But the physical, mm-hmm. it's just, I don't know. It's, it's not what's going to hold you together for 25 years. Right. Sustainable. I got you. So what does hold you together for 25 years? How do you like sustain that? That's a long time. That's longer than I've been alive. Holding, to, I think holding <laughs> together and being together mm-hmm. are two different things. I think okay. when you see people who get divorced after 25 years, the marriage was over at least 10 years prior. Right. I'm led to believe. Like, and that, and that goes into that space where I always talk about allow each other to be free, mm-hmm. where you're always growing. If you're always growing and you allow each other to be free, your likes, your dislikes, they're going to change. Right. So if you have a open, safe space and you create that safe space, like for my husband and I, we do a journal. Whatever we're talking about in that journal stays in the journal. We do not verbally talk about it. Mm-hmm. It's just one little thing that we we went to a marriage retreat and right. they spoke on it and we started doing it. And it's the coolest thing. Um, so I mean, this is not what we do, but if it was... A suggestion for other couples Like we just talk about random things in it But if it was something that wasn't so pleasant That could be a place That you could talk about it Mm -hmm. Like I'm not really confident in Saying it to your face So I'm going to put it here You know but it's still a safe space to some degree To say whatever And accepting that Whatever that growth and change may be It may not be for my benefit but I would rather you be content and happy and honest with who you are instead of me still being in love and with someone who I thought you were. And I think that's how you get to 25 years, 30 years, 45 years, and you're just now getting a divorce. Mm, yeah, that did not just happen. Right, right. So, Man, that's some good yeah, stuff. That's good. I like that. I like that. So um, we're going to move on. We're going to take a sip, and I think we're going to, Go on to our next little segment. What do you got for us, Kenya? All right. So why should someone know who they are first before getting into a relationship? Goes back to expectations. Mm -hmm. If you don't even know who you are, but you're going to put expectations on someone else, well, I don't even know what I'm giving you. Mm. You know, so and that, that takes a lot of work. And I say we live in what you call an insta world right now. Everything yeah. is now. Everything is hurry up. Um, and that takes time because through that journey, you're going to encounter different things and go through different experiences, meet different people. Um, and that will kind of shape you into not who your parents raised you to be, not your job sorority fraternities your church like nothing like you are who you are right and once you do that work and remember you're always growing so it can change Mm -hmm. but once you honestly do that work and be able to honestly communicate that with someone that's very important because if you if you don't know yourself you can't tell someone else right so right yeah you gotta you know know yourself you gotta love yourself before you're able to you know give that love if like my cup if i have a cup and it's the contents within the cup represents the love that i have if your cup is empty before you try to get you can't give it so 
if you're an empty cup and then you find a, another empty cup that you're fond of, you can't pour into them at all. No, I guess not going to work. You don't even have anything for yourself. You don't but if that anything. is full, then you can give. And if that person's full, they can give back. But do you think we're ever full? No. You're never full. Never full. Mm. I don't think you ever should be full. Right. Because if you're full, how can you grow? Mm. Like, I'm good. I can do this forever. This is going to work. Mm, no. Mm -mm. It's, a, it's that constant, you know, going back and forth of, you know, I guess they would call it like spicing things up and keeping yeah. things fresh and, um, you know, just finding different ways to express, you know, and go through life with that person, right? right? Because, I mean, um, you know, one of the worst things is when you become dormant as a person, right? You do, Or you just have friends that are just boring. Right. That's, that's when you go and you start finding new friends. Exactly. And so... Um, that is that's important, just as important in a relationship as, you know, Absolutely. as in, you know, in the world with your just buddies that you're kicking it with. Mm -hmm. yeah. And things will change, you know, so many people get so caught up. In, oh, we've been friends for this long. We've been friends for that long. And sometimes it's just not working. You know, you're stagnant. You're not growing. When you look at the conversations that you have, evaluate, OK, what am I walking away with? Or is this a one-sided relationship? Can I always call on that person, but they can never call on me? And I see so many people who just stay so entangled and engaged in those type of relationships just because of the time of they, you know, been friends, have known each other. Right. And it's like, but it was probably empty from the beginning. Mm. Maybe. Right. <laughs> <laughs> when you truly look at it, mm -hmm. maybe. So. It's like, was it the, the intentions? Was was it there at the start? Exactly. Right. And which I think is a one of the big things that we talk about. It's like your intent going into different situations. Yeah. It's like you have to have, you know, a good intention. You have to know what your intention is. Yes. Like it's got to be like a set focus point because you can't just walk around life aimlessly right. without a goal or without a place to go or else right. like it's like, what are you doing? Like right. you're lost. You're lost. Something I tell my single friends all the time is get rid of a type and have requirements. Okay. Yep. <laughs> they always, oh, I want him to look like this. and I want him to be this. Well, what, okay, but what about his character? Mm -hmm. What is that looking like? He may be all that you think of physically, but what is his character? Right. And I have no answer for that. Just an empty just an empty vessel, right? So it, it matters deeply on um, what that person represents, what's important to that person. How does that person respond to um, bad news? Right. You know, how do they respond? How do they pick up after? That's very important. How do they pick up after bad news right. or a bad situation or... You know, some people have went through their childhoods and everything has just been catered to them just perfectly and went through the beginning of their careers, went through college and things. And then it's like, oh, wait, I, I don't even know how to sort things out. Right. Like those things are important, very mm -hmm. important. And then, you know, when you're attempting to start a relationship, I don't believe in women. Women typically know like, oh, I want a husband. I want this. I want that. Guys are kind of like. Yeah. I'm gonna figure it out. I don't We're believe go in <laughs> right. I don't believe in the theory of if I find the one. No. Oh uh, yeah, no. Yeah. yeah. 
I need for a man to have in his mind, I desire to have a wife. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm looking for. Right. Not, oh, if by chance if she's the one, if it happens. Sweetheart, if he tells you if it happens <laughs> and you know you desire more, mm-hmm. you're cheating yourself. Because he told you. Right. He told you. So five years down the road and nothing is happening. He told you. He told you. <laughs> so That's wild. Yeah. I like the uh, the part you said about um, not believing in finding the one, oh, yeah. um, and um, and the type thing that was big for me yeah. too. Like not having a type, having requirements. Because the biggest thing, going back to these shows, yeah. they're so they're so fresh <laughs> in my mind. Yeah. Like one of the biggest complaints is, oh, he's just not my type. Because one of the girls who uh, or somebody will go up to this person and be like, well, like you know. The guy's like, he doesn't seem so bad, right? Yeah. And he's like, oh, we're just not vibing. He's not my type. And it's like, well, you haven't even, you even know, you, you, yeah, you don't know the guy. Yeah. And it's like, I mean, how many friendships develop into, you know, relationships because maybe there wasn't like that crazy physical attraction at first, but mm-hmm. then it's like, they got to know that person. Yes. They became so close. There was like, Oh, like I know you ride for me. Yes. I know you die for me. So it's like, who else would I choose? That's honestly how my husband and I was. Like, really, I had really didn't have a strong desire to even be in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just kind of like whatever, you know, because the the dating pool was not good. So, <laughs> <I got you. laughs> and my patients are really short. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just kind of doing whatever, doing my own thing. And when he approached me, because we had we were friends before, right. and we lived five hours apart. And when he approached me, I was like, that's strange. <laughs> Never saw you pass my friend. But then I thought, like, you're an amazing person, though. Mm-hmm. I would kind of be crazy not to give it a try. Right. And um, so we started dating, and we always agreed, like, we Regardless, if the relationship doesn't work, we'll still be friends. I love that. Yeah, nah. After yeah. about six <laughs> months, I told him, I said, if this doesn't work, we're not going to be friends. <laughs> and he was like, why? I said, I'm not going to watch you be amazing to someone else. Ooh. I'm doing <laughs> what a bar. <laughs> so honest. Like, right. no, goodbye. What a bar. We're not going to be friends. Mm-hmm. Go live your life. Be amazing. But I won't stand by and watch. Yeah. So... Um, yes. <laughs> but he wasn't my type. He wasn't what I considered a type. And that's where I learned that lesson from. Like, Wow. Okay. Yeah. Types. Yeah. No. So. Nice. I love it. I yeah, love it. Too. Yeah. yeah. We're going to take another sip to that before we go on to our next segment. Man, this kombucha is hitting tonight with all the gems dropping. <laughs> Man, this is awesome. What we got next, Kenya? How should someone go about healing from a past or traumatic relationship? I am Mm pro-therapy, 150%. I just think it should just be a part of your life, individually, collectively. Um, We get so busy and we'll think things are okay. Mm -hmm. But if you have that person, you know, therapist that you go to, and I think you should change every so often. You know, I don't think someone should sit with the same person for five years, ten years. Um, Sometimes you just need fresh ideas, you know, because after so long it becomes a friendship. 
Yeah. Because that person is still human. I don't care how much schooling you've had. Right. You're still human. You have a train of thought. I have a train of thought. You know, and you've built that bond and relationship. Um, do the work. Um, figure out what part you had in it. Don't play the victim. Oh, someone did something to me. People are not doing too much to you that you didn't allow. Somewhere down the road, they saw, I can get away with this. You know, um, being honest, when you don't like something, speak up. I don't call it nag. Some people say, oh, that's nagging. No. No one wants to walk into their home every day or, you know, if you're just dating, get on the phone every day and you're complaining about something. No one wants that. But when you allow too many things that you don't like to continue piling up because I don't want to nag, you get to that point. I call it the slamming the door effect. Mm -hmm. When someone closed the door and they you just go crazy and it's like, so what's your real problem? Because it's not that door, clearly. Mm, yeah. And sometimes they've allowed so many things to keep going that they can't even tell you. Right. It's it's layers. It's layers. Stuff. And that was just, you know, right. the icing on the cake. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, tip of the iceberg is better. Exactly. <laughs> so it's like you just have to be honest. And, and when you're done with that relationship, step back, mm -hmm. sort through your thoughts, allow yourself to grieve. You know, depending on how the relationship went, I think it's a part of grieving. I mean, you were spending time with that person. You were probably making future plans with that person. Everyone doesn't have to die to grieve, you know. Right. Allow yourself to process, allow yourself to hurt, and find good people around you. Mm -hmm. You can have those conversations with not only your therapist, but have good friends. Be very mindful of the people who you keep around you because what good are to have so many people around you, but you can't just like, this sucks. I'm hurting this, this without being worried about, oh, they may go tell my business or right, you know, this, that, right. and the third. Because you you need that. You need, you know, those good girlfriends, those good guy friends who's just going to check on you. Or if they see something, it's like, girl. Give it to Kevin. You being a little raggedy over there. <laughs> I need you to reel it back in. You know, and you know she's right. telling you with a good heart. She doesn't mean any harm. So, um, and I see people, you know, go from relationship, relationship, relationship. And mm -hmm. I like, uh, think we all have done it at some point. That's human nature. Right. But as you grow, you realize, step back and take a look at me. Mm -hmm. Let me do the homework. Write it down. Right. You know. You don't really have your thoughts together. Just start jotting stuff down. Sometimes I go back and look at things I wrote in the past and was like, what the? Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> old but journals. If, yeah. Old journals is yeah, like, what was that? Yeah. <laughs> where's the nearest fire? Mm -hmm. You know? <laughs> um, but it's good because you can look back and you can see your personal growth. Mm -hmm. So it's like a personal pat on the back. It's like, ooh. Yeah, look where I came from. Look where I came from. And look where I got to as yeah. opposed to where I could have been. Started from the bottom, now I'm here. Right, right, right. The journey I, just keep going. I like what you said about having those people that you can rely on to, you know, talk to and have those dialogues. Yes. Um, and what I thought about was like you need friends that allow you the safe the same safe space as you would have with a therapist. Yes. And so, of course, you go and you seek that professional help. Right. But we all know, like, when you go to your therapist, it's like, you know, the customer-client 
you know, right. relationship, the confidentiality. Mm-hmm. It's like, do you have friends and do you have people in your life mm-hmm. that you can go to, like you were saying, that are going to give you that same courtesy? Right. Because that's how you know who's, you know, a real one and who's not. Mm-hmm. Because if you have those friends where you share something very, you know, you know, vulnerable with mm-hmm. and then you hear about it from, you know, somebody who's not e- who doesn't even rock with you that much. Then that's when all the flags start going. There you go. And then you start, then that breaks you down as a person. You start yes. to lose trust in people, right. not just that person. Right. Right. And so um, really finding those people that give you that same safe space yes. as a therapist would give you, crucial. And truth be told, you're not going to find a lot of them. Right. No, it's only going to be a couple. And you don't need a lot of them. And you that's don't need the thing. a lot of them. And yeah. that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's about the quality. Right. Not the quantity. Quality. Just just like relationships. Oh, we've been together this many years. How's that thing rocking over there though? Tell me about that. You know. Right. Or people's like, Oh, you ain't been married no time. <laughs> Let me tell you how this is rocking over here. You right. know what I mean? So, um, yeah. Man, yeah. Different. I have a question though. So how how would someone find a therapist if they wanted to? Oh. So, um, a friend of mine just, I mean, it's of course Google, you know, and you can find your local in-person therapist, but the pandemic has allowed so many more avenues, um, with the virtual, if you're not able to go in person, me personally, unless it's an existing relationship, I don't think starting virtually is a good idea Mm -hmm. because typically you're in your screen what you're doing with these, what you're doing with your feet, all of that the body language. is talking. You know, it is just as important as what's coming out of your mouth. But if you can only see this square, then some things, because sometimes people can tell you something and it's like, okay, now, now tell me how you really feel about that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. they're like, I told you. Out of your mouth you did, but your body told me something different. So wow. tell me how you really feel about that, you know. Um, but of course, Google, you know, search your local areas, um, referrals, talk to people, you know, word of mouth is the best word of mouth is the best. Um, (laughs) and then, I mean, even finding therapists now, you can break it down to like, what's your issue, of course, but if you want a white person, I mean, you have straight listings for white women, for black women, for black men. Right, like right, right. You can find, and I'm, I'm sorry, I think, I think men should see women and women should see men. Okay, why? I think they need yeah, to why? see both because I think it allows us to broaden the perspective. Of the other sex. Of the other sex. Okay, that makes sense. Because you're with your therapist. So... I hope your therapist is not trying to hit on you. Yeah. So you can take that information and take it as solid information, not take it as, oh, trying to hit on me. What's their trying agenda? To slide. What's yeah. the agenda? Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense. And, I, and that goes back to what I'm saying. Don't stick with one person forever, you know? So right. next time you may try the same sex. Um, I know a lot of people that's like, oh, I'm black. I only want a black therapist because they, they only know. No. <laughs> I want a black one. I want an Asian one. I want. You know, perspective is everything. And people is like, oh, it's about the culture. 
Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, why can't cultures merge? Yeah. You know? I mean, we're, because I mean, really, they're just talking about a subculture. I mean, because in reality, the, I guess the culture they're talking about really is the division of race. Right. But within our culture, we're, we're with a bunch of people, whether it's white people, Hispanic right. people, Asian people, right. we're with all sorts of people that make up our culture. Yeah. They're talking about a specific, very niche yes. culture within a culture. Right. And so, I mean, that's, uh, <laughs> I have to, we can talk about that in another podcast. But often but. people say, well, they don't know my struggle. Why is everything a struggle? Why can't some of it just be part of the journey? Right. You know, and I think for our culture, that's a lot of things, the struggle, the struggle, the struggle, the struggle. Mm-hmm. Everything's not a struggle. Right. Some things are just an experience, a lesson learned. Mm-hmm. Like, why does a negative connotation always have to be put with it? Right, right. So I think attempting to collaborate with mm-hmm. more diversity can change that perspective on some things that you think are so bad. I mean, some things are just flat out bad. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but some things aren't. Some things are simply just the way you presented yourself to it, the vision that you have for it. And sometimes you just need someone who just come from a totally different background mm-hmm. to be like, well, look at it this way. Right. You know, so. It's like, yeah, it's not, it's a, it's a learning experience. It's, it's a not, learning experience. We're taking it as like, we're taking the negative part of it and just. Right classifying it as the failure yes but it's not the failure it's like what you were supposed to get from it the setback yes right it's like a speed bump in the middle of your journey yes. instead of a you know just a flat out roadblock like no you can't go down this road it's like right. no just just get over the hump right right so. because some of it you know some things that we go through that people go through you know it creates character now some people their personality is all of Disney, and I'm sure that glitches are different. <laughs> However, you know, it is what it is. But always find the positive in it and then figure out what you can do with it to help others because that's what life is all about. Right. It's right. helping others. We're not designed to be alone, to back up in our own corners, and that's not what life is about. It's right. about sharing and interacting and Having experiences, like all of that stuff is so important. So with those experiences, you never know where you may connect with people or how you may connect with people. I love it. I love it. Well, I think we got a quick rapid fire round. Rapid fire. Rapid fire. We're going to try to pull up the graphic here. We got rapid fire presented by, you know, the good people at Wartown Creative. (laughs) Kenya, why don't you go ahead and know introduce the rapid fire questions you can start whenever you want all right so rapid fire okay okay like like the speed round of a family feud yes okay what should be the number one deal breaker in relationships (laughs) i'm terrible i am Uh, (laughs) lying okay there we go what's your idea of a perfect date Sitting on the back patio. Uh, okay. You think men are emotionally weaker than women? I think they're not emotionally available. Ooh, okay. Does age matter? No. Does parent approval matter? No. All right. All right. I like it. I like it. I think you. after the first question, the initial <laughs> shot, you were good. You were good. It's just that first question. You're like, what? Can I elaborate on that? 
So the reason why I could not answer that question is because mm -hmm. it goes back to what I said about the qualities in the character. There are certain qualities and characters that one person may have that if they do this, that's a deal breaker. Where this person may have these qualities and they can do that same thing. And it's like, but I can work with that. Right. Okay. You know what I'm saying? No, I yeah. see. So that's why that was kind of, uh, that was kind of no, I got you. I got you. Yeah. I, the one the one thing I do want you to elaborate on a little yes. bit is the um it was the emotionally weaker question. Yeah. You said you thought they were not as emotionally, emotionally available. available. Yes. I think most men are not emotion and are not emotionally available because they were not raised to be emotionally available. Right. Um they're not allowed to cry. You know, if you cry you're soft. If you cry you're punk or you know, don't nobody want to be around nobody crying all the time. Right. Why are they crying? Now, just whining is one thing. But being able to sit and have a conversation about something, well, how did that make you feel? Mm -hmm. Like someone actually said, how did that make you feel? And you being able to express that. And if that expression brings you to a point of sorrow and you cry, it's okay. Not be like, man, we ain't doing all that. Right. You know, not like that, you know. And I just think that's just something that you're taught mm -hmm. in collaboration of cultures. You know, I think that's important because our culture doesn't really allow men to cry, mm -hmm. but other cultures do. You know, I was watching a video the other day and this lady, she was talking about parenting and the kid had a banana and the banana broke in half and the kid was upset. So the kid did not want the banana. So this lady's going through this long talk with this kid about this banana. Right. Me personally, you have two options here. Yeah. You're going to eat this banana or you're going to throw it away. We're not doing all that. Yeah. <laughs> but what she said at the end was just cutting the child off. You're stopping the child from, how does she express it? The, emo the emotions of the broken banana was not going to, were not going to be displayed or something like that. Right, they but wouldn't just, feel that, that. Right. Yeah, they wouldn't experience it. Yeah. Right. And that's what, and that was her point. It was the experience. Right. And I caught myself because I was like, I would have just put that on the banana. But it was, for a little person, it could be much bigger than that. Right. You know, so it gave me a different perspective mm -hmm. on it. And I'm pretty rigid with my kids, you know. Right. I allow my children to have a voice. You just have to give me reasoning behind it. Mm -hmm. You you will not get in trouble for talking, but you will get in trouble for saying because. I need when I say why, I need the explanation. Right. And I and I think that's important in life because people are more willing to you when you willing to listen to you when you have substance behind your statement. Exactly. Not yeah. just because. Well, because why? Mm. All right, well, let me get that cell phone. Let me get those keys. Let right. me get that iPad. <laughs> let me start taking stuff let away. Let me get that from you until you think about it. Mm -hmm. And my kids, they came up with something. Mm -hmm. You have to come up with something. You know, some people see it as talking back. I don't see it as talking back. Right. As long as you have substance behind it, but just saying it and want to be a brat about it. Right. Doing that. That's good. That's good. Well, we are going to take one final sip. Of our team. And then we got the big question here. Got the big question. Are you ready, Michelle? What is the big question? Big question. I mean, it's simple. It's simple. Um, 
what mark do you want to leave on the world? How how are you going to be a quality person to the world? Um, my husband always tell me it's like people tell you anything, <laughs> and I think it's because I don't judge. Just because what it, what you're telling me is not something I desire or what I would do in my life, it's it's still okay. Even with my children. Right. It's a rule. Once I am no longer your emergency contact, you can do whatever you want to do. <laughs> I don't care how far against the grain it goes from what I taught you. That's, it's time to live your life. Right. It's time to define your happiness. So I would say just being a, being a person, if I die tomorrow, I would want my family, my friends, to feel like I miss that person who I had a free and open space to talk, not be judged, just a listening ear. Or if you do want feedback, someone who would give me feedback, but it's not like, oh my God, girl, you doing that? You putting up with that? He doing that? No, just these are the facts. Okay, so what are we going to do about it? Mm-hmm. Because you can only come to me and complain about two times. <laughs> that third time, we got to do something bad. Right. You know, I'm take some like, action. You, yeah. One or two things are going to happen. You're going to adjust to it and work through it, or you're going to let it go. But either side, we're not going to complain because if you're letting it go, you're done. It's over. If you're going to stay with it, you're going to figure out how to move forward with it. So I would say the mark is to leave. A safe space. I mean, I'm not that person that's like, oh, I want to create this and leave this behind. I think what your soul feels like is one of the most important things in the world. I don't care where you live, what you drive, how much money you got. If that soul doesn't feel good Mm. and you don't have people who can make it feel good when it's not feeling right, Mm -hmm. what do you have? So... You're probably going to be pretty empty. I can tell you that. Exactly. You're going to be pretty rich, and, but empty. Right, 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 right. Or a big mansion and empty. Exactly. And that's why that's why it happens. Or that's yeah. how it happens to, you know, when you hear about millionaires who are struggling. Exactly. Or just people who we deem successful who are struggling, yes. you know, with mental health and just different things. And it's just like, well, how does somebody seemingly with everything, like, how do, how are they going through that? Right, right. Right. Because that's what we're kind of conditioned to chase. Exactly. Is just the the accolade, the acclaim, and the lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And we're made to believe that once we get it, oh, everything's just going to be all right. No. It's like, no, it's like you got to constantly keep your mental health in check, constantly yeah. keep your spiritual health in check, constantly have those people that are holding you accountable, that hold you, lift you up, mm-hmm. right? Instead of the people that are weighing you down or that aren't even going to be there right? when times get tough. So, And that goes back to when we were saying the perfect date night, you right. know, and I said it's on the back patio. My husband, oh, I want to take you out. I want to take you out. You want to take me out or do you want to go out? Mm-hmm. Because if you say, I want to make the perfect night for you, you have to do what I like. Right. What I like don't, <laughs> luckily, what I like don't cost you any money. <laughs> We can get something out of the refrigerator and we can sit on the patio and I am perfectly fine. Now, if you want to go out, we can get dressed up and we can go out and we can do those things. But I don't care how much money I have. I don't care what I drive, where I live. Mm. 
that evening on the patio would still be my go-to. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it. And we're going to have to have you back on to talk Please. about the That's perfect sure. date. But this was a, you know, a great conversation, great. Uh, which is what quality is all guys. about. For quality conversations with quality people. We've had our first guest. Do you have any last words? Thank you for having me. <laughs> and I was listening to you guys' podcast, and I was like, I am loving it. Oh, we appreciate it. And I text it. your mom, and I was like, <laughs> Josh may be pretty smart over there when it comes to a partner. <laughs> hey, I'm trying. I'm trying. <laughs> One thing that really stuck out from that I heard was closing the door. You know what I'm talking about? At the gas oh, station. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I even told my husband about that. And I said, it was when you said, I even do it when she's not with me. Right. Just that mindset right there will take you so far in so many other things in your relationship. Because because you're no longer, oh, when she's with me, I have to remember. Right, right. If you want her to be a part of your life, there's just some things that you're going to just have to make a part of you. Same as for you. Right. But something simple as she does not like the door. And you didn't even say anything. You just closed the door. <laughs> yeah, I know. She didn't say a word. I'm not going to go back and forth with you. I'm going to show you. I've told you. I'm going to show you. Now is your responsibility to carry that out as a man. And that's where the feeling of protection comes in at. The feeling of safety comes in at. It's not the grand things that make women feel safe and comfortable. And it's those small things. Oh, you preaching now. It's okay. those small things that will. I mean, some women may like the big grand things. Right, right. Yeah. You know, but from what I've seen in life, right. the women who are good with their soul, it's the small things right. that really don't even cost you any money. So, I love it. But I, I think it. you guys have an amazing thing going. Um, Thank you. Your conversation is really good. I appreciate really, it. Really good. I appreciate it. And we thank you for coming on. Thank you. Yes. Look forward to having you on again and yes. more people like you on. Yes. Um, if you are a quality. I have to bring my husband. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're you will probably do. see him and be like, and how are they married? Because <laughs> <laughs> when I tell you he's an engineer. Engineer. He's an engineer. He's an engineer. <laughs> he is, but he is amazing. I love it. He I love it. Amazing. If you're yes. a quality person, go ahead and subscribe. If you thought this was a quality conversation, please like this video. Until next time, remember to always be blessed. Thank Peace. you. Bye. Bye.